welcome everyone back for another episode of the TF Tuesday podcast. My name is Zill. It's good to have you here, and I hope you all have had a good week. I took last week off, and it was lovely. Today, we have Kaylieber back again to chat with me about a topic that our patrons selected for us. It's all about the wonderful world of post-TF, uh, which we've touched on, I think, in a few past episodes, but never as like a, a whole episode kind of thing. So yeah, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that, Libra. I find it very annoying. Annoying? <laughs> I find it very annoying when it comes up because it's it's it just kind of like comes up every single time. Not every single time. Okay. It, it's more like I'm having fun with the uh, journey to just getting one form into another. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh, you know, what about the things after? And even though I like thinking about it sometimes, it, it usually is of like some kind of importance because um, people want a story built up after. And I'm like, just just let me, let me enjoy the thing that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't care to think all that much about what's going to happen after. And um, I, I guess... I guess people seem to really like context. This gets wrapped up in a whole bunch of other shit that I've mm-hmm. gotten kind of worn down on over the years with this. That's really interesting to me, though, because, I mean, maybe this is a difference in mediums, but when I've done, I mean, I, I do a lot of photo manips, and generally people don't ask me for the context of what comes after. So when someone does, it's usually kind of a novel thing for me. Um, so do you find like a lot of people bring it up in relation to your stuff? I guess um, it gets brought up in relation to my stuff because uh, when people happen to be interested in whatever the fuck I'm doing, I- I've been asked like a bunch of times, you know, is there like a story to this? And like, no, um, no, there there isn't a story. There's not going to be anything like happening after. There's not going to be a continuation. Um, I know you really like that, but that takes a lot of planning and mm-hmm. effort and work. And, like, my planning and effort and work is going into this one thing that I'm doing right now. Maybe I also get annoyed because I feel like there isn't really an appreciation of the moment. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess. I just, I wonder sometimes because so much of, like, drawn artwork, at least, is, like, mid-TF. Like, if you think about it, like, when we talk about transformation, a lot, a lot of depictions are about the actual process. So there's an argument to be made that, you know, you don't necessarily see the post-TF from like an artwork perspective. Now, it definitely comes up all the time in written stuff, in my opinion, like almost all of the written stories that I've read have at least something talking about the post-TF. But generally speaking, art is pretty focused, I think, on the mid-TF point. So I guess my, my curiosity stems more from the fact that I think a lot of artists feel like when post-TF is brought up, like you said, it's almost a feeling of like, okay, but this is what I did. I did the mid-TF and that's what I'm trying to share. But on the flip side, there isn't a lot of visual depiction of like post-TF. Like obviously there's like web comics and I think that's obviously a good format to explore it in from like a visual perspective. But in terms of actual pieces, you don't usually see like, you know, someone does a TF sequence, for example, and then it's like, 15 like images afterwards of like the person being the animal like you don't usually see that no you don't because you have to you have it takes so much fucking work and maybe it's easier for some but 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a matter of understanding that if you're going to want to see what happens, like way after, like what happens to them in their lives, like holy shit, man, that's a, that's that's a journey. It is a journey. You, you want me to kind of like lay out, you know how this person is going to be affected how that's going to be along the way and then what and and then like what that's going to result even though things could continuously change and then you'd have to like ask yourself a bunch of other questions like the setting in the first place and like oh my god like if you really want to build something nice and coherent you're going to have to consider a lot of shit if you want to just be a dumb putz about it and just be like oh yes now their clothes don't fit anymore and they have to go buy new strange clothes and now they wear funny clothes or they had to like tear holes in all their pants mm-hmm. and now everybody is just like that's a nice halloween costume but i mean like <laughs> When people ask about, like, post-TF shit, I'm sure they like something descriptive, mm-hmm. which ends up making me kind of, like, be like, can you, like, use your imagination a bit? I think I would be more interested in post-transformation stuff if, it wasn't, if the onus wasn't simply, like, on the artist most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we get asked, uh, like, oh, so what happened to them afterward? I don't know, man. You know... You could also be like, hey, you know, I kind of imagine that, you know, when they're done turning into uh, into like whatever that, um, you know, I see like this happening to them. Or it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of think about like when this would happen, if that would happen, you'd be like, oh, you know, that's interesting. You could have a conversation. But instead, it's like, and it's just like, so what happens after? Like, I, I don't fucking know, man. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, though, because I know, first of all, I do agree. I think that. A lot of times when you see a piece that you really connect with, whatever you are headcanoning as like what might happen afterwards is probably more meaningful to you than whatever the artist might respond with if you ask. I mean, you know, there's uh, there's not necessarily a harm in asking, but if it happens all the time, it can get grating. But I will also say that when it comes to post-TF in particular and people leaving comments, I've noticed that there is a checkered set of feelings on that because there are some artists who really really value their idea of like the ones who are really into post tf really value what they're saying about post tf like i've seen artists who like people have said hey you know you put out this like long description of a post tf and i don't really like it and like would you consider changing it or like this is how i think it actually should have gone and the artists are like i i i I put out my artistic intent you can take it or leave it. So I I generally do like, you know, when people have their own ideas and leave it, but it's not necessarily a universal thing and that can make it a little bit tricky. Uh, I, that is, uh, when I talk about offering your idea, mm-hmm. it's, it's when there, it's when something hasn't been said. So, gotcha. okay, fine. If you're, if you're watching me, I haven't finished the commission with like this person's character turning into a car. It's like, what's going to happen to them later? I don't know, man. Don't ask me that question now. I'm most most of the time I'm not in the fucking mood for it. But if you're mm-hmm. gonna be like, if you're gonna be like, oh, you know, I'm sure the test re- the test drive is gonna be like an interesting experience. Then I could be like, I don't know, maybe it would be. Maybe maybe they'll find out they don't really like it as much. 
maybe be really funny and uh you know they kind of get nauseous at the sheer velocity that they have to go for it's like yeah, i didn't yeah. know like yeah like i didn't know being in this form would still like include motion sickness you know you can have fun <laughs> with that if somebody that like so leaves funny. A, yeah but asking me it's just like so what happens after they're a car i don't want to think about this right now <laughs> i, I <laughs> it it's if you have your focus, then um, then then you know you're gonna get yes, like you said, they're the artists who care about like what happens after more yeah. often than not. But uh, when you don't, uh, do understand that that uh, you know, fucking, it's up to you to use your imagination too. Mm. I like being able to at least put a little bit of what I would want into an image when I'm looking at it. So I find it shocking that it seems like there are so many people who really just want it told to them. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, counterpoint to that, though, there is the potential to think about it in a more positive light in the sense of people might be like wanting to give you the ability to have your artistic in- intent expressed more clearly. So, I, I mean, again, I, I agree, especially if you get it all the time, like it's going to get fucking draining to have people ask that question all the time, especially if they've, you know, watched you for a while. And it's like, they know that that's not like something you want to actually like engage with. You want people to engage with the piece itself. But there is something to be said about, you know, on the flip side, people maybe wanting to be like, I have a head cannon, but I also don't want to be disrespectful to the artist. I wish it was that much nuance because it comes out very much. Uh, it, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is there a story? What happens at the end? I don't know. Oh, God damn, man. <laughs> it feels uh, it's like the context version of like, will this be a sequence? Okay. Yes, that is true. That that one. <laughs> That one drives me up the wall. <laughs> yeah. That one does drive me up the wall. <laughs> so for anybody who is not aware, the whole will this be a sequence thing is something that I got uh, a ton of when I first started uploading transformation art, mm-hmm. um, especially on transfer. I, 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 you know, I've gotten some pretty, uh, I've gotten to know like a few really good people because they noticed my art first there. Mm-hmm. Really don't like posting there anymore, but I, but it happened the most on that site, and it was always like I'd post something, and so many times like, "Will this be a sequence? Will there be more?" And that drove me up a wall because, um, you know, it always made me feel like whatever I was doing just wasn't enough. There had to be like mm-hmm. another thing, or it would be better if there was. Like, oh, thanks, I don't really fucking care yeah. that that there isn't more. I just. I just shared this thing with you. Can can we talk about the thing you did? Yeah. So yeah. when so when I get like um so when I've gotten comments a lot of the time being asked like oh so what happens after I'm kind of like you know what I- I'm not really doing this I'm not really doing this with a lot in my head most of the time because I'm just trying to get through the very idea of creating something which is hard harder for me than i'd like it to be especially mm-hmm. lately um so like i don't know g- give me a little something to work with i think that's kind of why like for instance i enjoyed um k-suit discourse for a little while yeah 
Because when it comes up, people have questions. And then I could be like, then I could talk about what could happen after, you know. Um, But to just kind of like throw it on somebody uh, can be kind of annoying, I feel, sometimes. Mm -hmm. At least with like the people that I've, uh, that I know, you Mm -hmm. know, we just, we're we're trying to like depict this kind of like moments or like this contained events. And then to just be like, oh, but what about like way after or like, you know, what about like a week after, months after? Um, that's not the prerogative. Um, yeah. And it, I, again, it's kind of like enjoy the moment, like just just a bit. Like if, if that doesn't interest you, then then I don't know. Just, just kind of consider maybe what what it is you're looking for when you're looking at stuff like mine or whoever. Like, mm-hmm. oh, um. Like, I remember somebody asking me about, like, an old sequence. They they said they love it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then it's just like, well, is the other one going to, like, turn into it after? Is there going to be more? And I'm like, no, this it's over. It's over now. This this is the thing. Yeah. I've I finished expressing what I want to express. Hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> well, the thing I'll also just mention, to go back quickly to the transfer point, I think one of the things that really... Unfortunately, it's a benefit of the site, but it's also a drawback because of how the site is set up. Whenever you do a new, whenever you do a sequence, it just updates the original post and all the comments remain as they are just in sequential form. So there will be comments there from like, you know, when there was only one frame or maybe two frames. So people are more inclined to think that something might have a continuation and leave a comment about that under the original piece, because if there was a continuation, that piece would simply be updated. Again, it's a it's a very useful system from like a gallery browsing uh, perspective. And I personally did really like that element of transfer. I mean, obviously, it still has it. But from the perspective of is this going to be a sequence, it made it like the prime candidate for questions like that to come up on because you would just think if something has the possibility of being updated, it's going to be on that piece. So you're more inclined to leave a comment there. Whereas like if it's on like fur affinity or something, I mean, yeah, obviously you're still going to get those questions sometimes, but also you, you know, on fur affinity, you have to make separate submissions. So you probably know fairly quickly if it was going to be a sequence or not. I guess, but also still, it's just kind of like, what the fuck, man? You know, you, you make it, it's it's like a stupid boilerplate sort of response knee jerk, but like mm. you do it, like <laughs> you you want to do it like really really nice. I mean, you want something that is like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna be like the thing that stays in my head for the next forty eight hours. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of fucking work going into that. That that's assuming that things even go kind of smoothly. I. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to lose the plot too much because I know we're supposed to be talking about like post transformation. I will at least say that it's not all bad. Like, like I said, you know, if if um, you know, when people drop like a comments about like what they think might happen after, I, I'm fine with like musing over it. It can be fun. I do like building up a story in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, and just kind of like firing off ideas. It's not all bad. I just kind of, um, I feel like when I get approached for making something, for, for like adding context to something, um, I, I feel like I'm being asked to make more 
Yeah. With 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 you know something that I just wanted to keep to either like a smaller scale or to just be like really fucking simple. Especially if I'm just making something incredibly horny for myself. It's yeah. like what what happens after I'm like I come. How does that make you <laughs> <Yeah>. feel? <laughs> the 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 orgasm is had. There is nothing else to talk about at that. Yeah. Point. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> That's a very post trans. That, that, that that's post transformation. Somebody else is somebody else. It, it is. I mean, hey, look, I'm I'm never gonna say no to detailing aftercare, but like that's not the point of the piece, you know. Like, <laughs> we 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 all you came and I came and we all came. That's it. The end. You know. I, you know, talk about like aftercare. You know, I still like at least to throw in like and then they cuddled sort of thing. Yeah, I, I really like that too. And frankly, you know, from, you know, if we want to, to get into some of the things I like about, or like we like about post-TF, like one of the things I do really like about post-TF is when you have a situation where it is two people and one person's like, you know, finished TFing or whatever, and then they do do the aftercare, the cuddling, they like talk about like, oh, you know, like, hey, baby, this is how we're going to like navigate things if it's like a permanent thing or like, you know, if it's like, a, you know, an impermanent thing, like a weird creature, what have you, it's like, okay, you know, like, what munchies do you want before like, you know, the sun starts to rise? Like, you know, we going to get some like, I don't know, some fucking McDicks or something you want to like, I don't know, explore a dumpster. I don't fucking know. Like that stuff I, I find really cute. And there's a way that can you can do it that is lighthearted that I like I personally really like the lighthearted stuff because like you know it's always fun to have a little bit of humor injected with the horny in my opinion I think they go really well together and I think like we've talked about this on like past episodes even like the most immediate last one but like you gotta be able to laugh a little bit when it comes to some of this sexual stuff um so I really like it when you know you have like those two people together and then there's like kind of like uh, everything, all the challenges maybe are like spun in a funny way. I, I do like that a lot. It's a thing that I think a lot of people like. Uh, there's so much humor in a lot of it. I think maybe that's another reason that I also, whenever I've done either intimacy or whatever, it's usually just been a matter of um, it's like, oh, it's like heavy sort of like hype, like very focused on each other I want it to be like the super sensual erotica sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, also because I, I want to make things look really nice. So I like I like the, dr the drama of that too. Yeah. And mostly because, you know, I also would like to be in a situation where I would feel so inclined that they are the only thing that, that, that exists. You know, the rest of the mm -hmm. world is like, doesn't fucking also mean like, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like the humor thing is... Uh, it it can be cute and fun. I I dare say it's kind of like overdone, mm -hmm. but but I guess I just don't see enough of like uh of the kind of stuff that I enjoy making. Mm -hmm. But hey, I'm trying to make it myself. I I I get to throw stones because I'm trying here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, you know, I I, I, I don't. I, I think that there has definitely been an increase of the more humorous stuff as of late. I've definitely like noticed it on like Twitter in particular. Um, but I will say that, you know, there is still a large focus in my mind, at least on like, you know, the gritty realism to some degree, like, you know, people will be like, okay, we have, you know, you've been transformed. Now there's like all these challenges you have to surmount. Like, for example, sometimes it's like, 
how do you let people know that you've been transformed? And sometimes there's an attraction to like, nobody can tell. How do you like navigate this new life you have? If it's like an anthropomorphic change and it's like a realistic setting, like what am I going to do from like telling my like friends or coworkers or what have you? How am I going to like navigate sometimes needing to like walk on four legs instead of two, that kind of stuff. I think there is a lot of focus on that still. And I think that's still the primary attraction for a lot of people because, you know, you can use it as an extended metaphor for other things. I mean, you know, we've talked at length before on other episodes about, you know, TF as a metaphor for, you know, so many different like real world issues and real world things. And, you know, the struggle of like dealing with a post TF body can be seen as like an extended metaphor as well. So I always find it nice when someone does the opposite and does it in a more comedic way. Because I do think like particularly on the ridden front, a lot of it is dominated by like that more realistic kind of approach. Is it? I, I guess I remember reading something kind of recently from somebody in my server who who made who made it actually kind of like pretty funny. I actually <laughs> found it very amusing. Because they were just kind of like uh, dealing with the harsh sensations of uh, changing, mm-hmm. and and they just uh, I'm trying I'm trying to find the right words to to put it, but um, but it's the kind of thing they were looking forward to, but then it was a bit more agonizing than they ex- than they expected, and then oh, you had and then as they were like complaining. Because it was set in a futuristic setting, you had the house itself being like uh, trying to respond literally to all the stuff. It's just like, like, oh man, you know, I'm gonna be whatever. It's just like, would you like me to clean the carpet? It's just like, god damn it, no, shit like that. <laughs> it's and that that isn't even like one of the examples that actually happened, but uh, but it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then afterward, it was uh, it was amusing because throughout that throughout that whole thing. Uh, the subject had finished changing, and then uh, the boyfriend came home, and then he was just like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna be doing, you're gonna be like, like with me and stuff like that, because this is a world where like that kind of thing can be done and yeah. everything like that." And that was established, so it's just kind of like, "Well, I, you know, oh wait, that was it. Yeah, he kind of like wanted this body in the first place, and then you know." And then the body turned out to not be quite like how I wanted. It's just like, oh, my muscles aren't like big enough, and I don't have like a six pack like I wanted. But I got like bulk, and I'm taller. But it's just like, yeah, it's like a compromise, I guess. <laughs> here, here I am thinking like, you, you spoiled bratty little piece of shit. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I, I think like so many people would be killing just for that, anyways. Like, I wouldn't feel like that was a compromise. Are you kidding? You got like 98 out of 100 things you wanted, like. <laughs> Revel in the 98. Don't focus on the two you didn't get, you know? And you're still, like, immensely more powerful than you were before because yeah. you're, like, a giant crocodile man sort of thing because that's the thing you wanted to turn oh, into. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll find it for you. I think you'll like okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sure I will. <laughs> yeah. and and <laughs> But but it can be fun. I can appreciate it. Um yeah, because my experience again, it's just people just drop it in my lap, and then I don't want to think about it because, because that's not all that important to me. It also, it also will depend on what people want for themselves, and that's why yeah. I think a lot of the whole post transformation thing comes from. It's like you know, like if you want to be that thing, you want to be given an experience. So you know mm-hmm. what it is to 
transition from your life into another one, yeah. which could be, you know, in terms of self-actualization or something oh, yeah. else or whatever the fuck, you know, goes for that person. And it can be really validating to see that, like, depicted. I think a lot of people, you know, when they think about wanting to go through a change and then here, getting to hear from someone else that they have a similar perspective without having to have already articulated it, that does, like, that does feel validating, I think. Yeah, but that but that's assuming like the artist wants to do it, yeah. and and then and then it bothers me when people are just kind of like oh, like they just completely shut down when you're just like no I don't have an idea after this I'm like mm-hmm. oh great I'm glad that uh, since I didn't meet this expectation it feels like this has been greatly devalued all of a sudden yeah <laughs> I get that so then I guess I'm curious when we talk about post-TF tropes in particular, are there any other ones that you like particularly like? Or maybe the better question is, are there any particular tropes about post-TF that you dislike? Oh, you want to know what I dislike? Um, mm-hmm. In terms of, like, tropes, I guess. You know, I can't think of any tropes. Could you, like, list a couple? I don't know why I'm sure. blanking out on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can list a few that I know I'm not huge, huge fan of. So one of the tropes that I do see a lot is like people will transition into the animal or for, I'm using example, animals as an example here. So they, they turn into the animal and immediately everyone just like assumes that they're like always been the animal. And so like everyone just starts treating the person like an animal immediately. It's like almost like a reality shift. It's like, oh, oh. Like, I don't know what happened to the other person. They don't exist anymore. Oh, There's just yes. this animal here, you're, you you're- know? Okay, wait, wait. That's that that actually applies to so many things. And yes, I do find it immensely annoying, especially yeah. if it's evident that the you know that the person still exists as they were mm-hmm. um, yeah. inside. So if, if suddenly if suddenly I was turned into an actual like dog or something like that, mm-hmm. and and suddenly they were just like, okay, boy, come here, come here, come here. I'm just like, holy shit, man. You already knew how this works. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, that that shit does kind of drive me up the wall. I it's it's better in my opinion if it's like, "Oh, Jimmy went missing. I don't know what's going on." Blah blah. blah. There's this dog here though, and I don't really know what's going on. I guess we're going to like take care of it in the interim. Blah, blah blah. That I can get behind. Like that is like kind of interesting to me. It it just really bothers me when it's like a whole like reality shift type thing cuz like to be clear, it's not that I can't get into at least some of those like kinds of experiences, but it has to be done in a specific way. And like broadly speaking, I find it kind of unimaginative. Yeah, and then then you know that just means that you're not really thinking about it, are you? Or that I don't know. It it can, it can just seem kind of flat uh, mm-hmm. to me. You know, yeah. indulge what you're gonna. What the fuck am I really gonna say? I'm complaining. You're gonna do whatever you're gonna do. And I don't really care. Ultimately, yeah. it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, so, like, okay, here, here's another one. So, if you go and your sex changes, and mm-hmm. then it's just like now you will be thirsty for the other parts. Oh yes, <laughs> like every fucking time. Like, listen, I know, yes. you, I, I know you just like grew this thing, but hold the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, there's some really weird bioessentialist shit there. It's like, oh, now I have female urges and it's like what oh the my fuck God. are you talking about I yeah hate, that that stuff 
Oh, uh, the, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's especially bad if if it's like male to female yes, because yes, it is. it's just like yes, and, and then and then they're just like I don't know why I'm mesmerized into wanting to be stuffed from every orifice. Like great, uh, <laughs> you know, even even like cis women who have a healthy libido d- don't just get that way, you know? Yeah, uh, it it <laughs> like you, the human experience with sexuality and even like you know since we're talking a lot about animals like even the like animal experience of sexuality is not like that like yes there is the whole thing about animals going to heat and i'm not like i'm not yucking that because i like it so like i I, i'm I'm showing my ass here yeah horniness is a thing but you don't like immediately go into a form and all of a sudden you're like ah yes now i want a dick like that that's not really how that works and there's no animals that actually like work like that you know yeah i forget i forget what animal it is that goes into heat and like fucks insatiably and they die like very shortly after oh isn't that like fucking like grasshoppers or something but it's no, like the male ones it's some kind of like rodent or something they, they oh, have they have they have a fucked up life cycle they have to they like f- literally fuck or die or fuck until they die, something like that. Oh, I Jesus. wish I remember what it was. They they don't live very long because of it, and it's like it's it's really like weird and funny and morbid in a way. But yeah, I ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I looked it up. There is a so the male Antichinus, which is a tiny. Short-lived Australian mammal goes on a mad mating spree, sometimes as long as 14 hours, after which it suffers a fatal immune system breakdown and dies a ragged wreck. (laughs) I think that's the one. Holy crap. It literally, the title of the article is Why a a Little Mammal Has So Much Sex That It Disintegrates. Holy shit. Yeah. That is insane. (laughs) Yeah. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that see that that also is a thing but you die that but, is that would be a very uh depressing uh post tf5 or a very horny one i'm not here to judge like you know i'm not here to yuck your yum but yeah i guess like if you wanted to turn I into would, that i guess it could i would i i you see the way i would fit that into you know if i wanted to fantasize about that it's like yes you know you break down by which i mean you break down back into being human sort of thing oh that would be cool yeah <laughs> uh, fuck yourself back or 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 suffer <laughs> yeah you know what that one i would very much get behind i would love to see stories like that because that i yeah that would that would do it for me honestly i like people to want it i know that sounds weird now (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i know i talk about consent a lot but it's just like but it's always but again it's it's like again with like the post the the post-transformation trope when you know you talk about uh you know now that now that you're a guy do you want to like test my pussy like no wait hold the fuck on <laughs> i don't i don't even know like like pussy still looks weird to me like oh no but your hormonal urges will like drive you into it like oh fuck yeah. don't it's a really antiquated view of sexuality and look i get it i get why people like it it's very much horny brain i get it but you know I I'm not a huge fan of it either. So yeah, um, mostly because okay, mostly because whenever that stuff has come up, it's usually like very forced. Yeah. It's not necessarily. 
I would, it's not rape, but it is like very coercive. Yes, you it know? is very coercive. Yeah, I agree. It's, a, it's, a, it's just extremely coercive. And so, you know, you got like the pressure just like, oh, weren't you ever accused? It's like, yeah, but yeah, but. And then it's just like, I don't know what's going on in my brain, but I want this. Like, no, you don't. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, okay. It's it's like a very hentai thing. <laughs> it is a very hentai thing. Once again, hentai is the the reason for everything, and we can blame it. One thing, actually, I will mention, though, about, uh, uh, to be on the flip side, one of the post-TF tropes that I actually really like is when your change is caused by someone, and then that person taunts you afterwards. That I do really like. And the thing that comes to mind for me in particular is when I think about inanimate transformation in particular. So, like... To use an example like either a mannequin or a pool toy. I'm pool toy Jesus. Let's talk about pool toys some more. Like if you have like a pool toy transformation and then the person's like, you know, teasing you and like, you know, using you for your like new pool toy purpose, like throwing you in the pool or like lying on your back or shit like that. That is a post-TF trope that I do really like. And that doesn't have necessarily anything to do with like changing the mind although obviously i can get behind that too maybe like you find being used in that way like a new interesting feeling that feels right in a strange way or like now it feels natural or whatever but that kind of actual interaction i think is something that does draw me in and i think in general having like interactions with someone who either knows it's you or knows that you've been changed or at the very least knows something is off those things I, I can really get behind because you can have some really interesting interactions there. Yeah, and I and I can agree with that uh, because I have indulged in like plenty of like you know post transformation scenarios and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Lots of RPs and everything. Um, oh yeah, it's fun, and you got to have at least a little bit of that. I think I I started off with the fact that it's annoying. Um, it's mostly annoying when strangers approach me, I tell them I don't have an idea, and then they're like, oh. And then they mm-hmm. kind of just be quiet. And I'm like, if you wanted me to regale you with a story, I'm busy and, and I'm not as invested in this as you are for that. But mm-hmm. I, I do like entertaining thoughts. If you're, if you're gonna approach somebody, you know, with like a thought about it, you know, then sure, fine, like, give it a shot. If if they give if they give you an idea that they already have, don't try to like assert it or override it. Like, don't you think it would be cooler if whatever? Like, w- watch out with that shit. Yeah, agreed. Well, I was gonna ask: Is there a specific trope, or is there a specific other potentially TF trope that you actively like? Because you know we've talked a little bit, but once we disliked, I had one. Maybe I like. I don't know if there's any that have come to mind now for you. Oh, if it comes to ones that I like, it's just, it's the uh, prospect of returning to it later and making that interesting. So, all right, because, because, um, I don't, I don't like permanent stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I get more behind, uh, indefinite, which yes. is something that I think we can talk about a little later, but I'll drop a little nugget of this right now. Yes. Um, put a because, pen in that. Yeah. So, like, um, because, like, uh, I talk with my partner, and she talked about liking permanent stuff. I'm like, oh, but, you know, you like changing back. And then she was like, well, you know, like, you know, just, just instead of it being, like, stuck, it's not necessarily, like, you will never turn back into a human. It's more like, you will never turn back into a human unless, mm-hmm. you know, 
It was like the power either is out of their control to return to it or to, you know, to return to human or to like whatever, or it's in somebody else's, uh, you know, in somebody else's authority. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's indefinite. You never really know when you might turn back. And, you know, stuff like that could be fun because then, you know, you get to think about like, oh, you know, how long is this going to last uh, or when is it going to happen again? Because I want to revisit this. How will I want to uh, revisit the changes from last time? I think it's it's funny because I don't maybe more people think about this, too. Certainly mm-hmm. there must be some. Oh, yeah. But but like just thinking about the next time it happens mm-hmm. and how you want that to happen. I suppose transformation scenario, because once your once your world is opened up to that, hell, I want it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's, it's funny that you put it that way, too, because I remember the first time that was described to me, the whole difference between like a permanent TF versus like uh, an indefinite TF. And that like the first time I heard that described to me, it blew my mind because I had always liked the idea of permanent, but it was like but I also still want to continue to TF at some point. And it's like hard to describe the the middle ground between those two, but indefinite is like the perfect way to describe it. And I feel like the more that idea has become a little bit more um, socialized in like the fandom, the more I've seen it discussed. Cause I think a lot of people do like that idea. Cause you know, it's like, there is something super horny about like, ah, oh, now you've been TF'd and you're fr- that thing forever. But then it's also like, but I want to continue TFing. So like, you know, we got to, we got to solve this somehow. Um, And like, you could do the whole multiverse thing, but like, I like the indefinite thing better. It's, it's, this is why it is important to like, use vocabulary as effectively as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, don't say victim unless you mean a victim. It is a subject, you know, the, the subject of the uh, of what's happening here, the subject of the events, or it is a subject. Are they a victim? That is a different that is a different fucking thing yeah. to say. Um, Very different. So, so if you want to talk about like, oh, I like it when I'm stuck, but I want to like be able to change back. What what do we do? like? Yeah, you know, if you don't know when you get to change back, then that's indefinite. But otherwise, mm-hmm. you are stuck. You're stuck until yes. further notice, and that can be fun. So, um, yeah, uh, to go back to the original point, if there's a, if there's a post-transformation trope I like, it's expecting more of it Mm. to anybody else who also, uh, enjoys the expectation of more. Yeah. Just leave, leave, leave comments about that or something, because I don't know. I I don't really feel like that's something that's been vocalized before. At least definitely not in my conversation. I don't even think I mentioned it before because nobody's really asked me like, like, oh, what kind of like, oh, post-transformation talk. I've talked about how it's annoying. Uh, But in terms of what I like, that's definitely one of the things I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the other things I enjoy is, um, is experiencing uh, my partner as, uh, as whatever creature they are and just kind of uh, playing with whatever, like, capabilities their body has or yes just like the little cuddly things if they're very small i will want to like hold them or like take them places if they're mm-hmm. very large you know i want to uh i want to pretty much like lean against them like they're a house or some shit <laughs> not like house size but if they're like 
three times bigger than you, they might as well be, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I I like that. That's fun for me. Yeah, it, it, it's a whole lot of uh, exploring the entry points again. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I, I know you're going to turn into this, but how are you going to do it this time? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think that's roughly the same thing I said yeah. in the first place. So yeah, I got some stuff I like. If there's other things, I guess I'll um, I guess I'll think about it another time. But that's yeah. that's what comes to mind right now. I will say one other thing that I really like that I, I do think this is explored to a decent amount is when like you get changed into something, you know, animal inanimate, what have you. You are in that form, maybe for an indeterminate amount of time, maybe it's a set time, but it's like a lengthy period of time. And there will be a change back. But when you change back, there are certain traits or like ways of thinking that you picked up while you were the creature or object or what have you. And now you kind of like express them once you've changed back or at the very least like feel that like impulse. So like, for example, if you were turned into a fox and then you were like a fox for like, I don't know, like seven, eight, nine years, and then you turn back into a human and it's like, oh, but like, I still want to go like make a den and like, I don't know how to like deal with that now because I'm unused to not being able to do that. And like, I guess like some of this, I think goes back to Animorphs to be completely frank, because I know that a big part of like Tobias, who was stuck as a hawk and then like went back to being a a person for brief periods of time. Like after that, he was kind of like, I don't know how to do some of these human things again. And I want to do like hawk things. So I always find that concept in, in TF post TF stuff to be interesting. You're like, how do I go back to being human made me think of uh, soldiers who come back from war and they can't get socialized back into, uh, into you know, living a civilian life. Yep. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, they were all child soldiers. <laughs> that's, yep, pretty that's much. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Love to keep it light on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just... <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah uh i do think that would be pretty cool to explore uh especially if like okay here i just had a thought see this is when i like thinking about it so you're mm-hmm. a dragon for like 12 years and yes. you get turned back into a human mm-hmm. and you you learn a lot of things maybe you become very confident in your ability to like fight and everything and then you make a mistake one day because you forget you're not quite as uh hardy or durable and you take mm-hmm. maybe a mortal wound, and that's like a learning experience for you to get back into, you know, into the mindset of what you are this time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what what you've learned versus like, you know, what you have to unlearn now. See, I can enjoy this, but you gave yeah. me something to think about. So please, <laughs> people, when you want to talk about like post-TF shit, just just like, you know, you, you can drop a little something, yeah. you know. Start I, off I, with a nugget. And, and and I'll be fair and say that it's not out of line to be to ask if like oh is there a story to this? But I guess don't be surprised if there's an unenthusiastic I don't know, <laughs> you know that happens more often than not. But it is easier if you have like some sort of a prompt, like you know for example the tropes we're talking about here, like. When you have something to to grab onto first, then it's like, well, now my brain is thinking in this uh, direction, and now I want to like talk more about that. And these are the things that are coming to my mind. And how? What do you think about these things? It can become an ongoing dialogue, and I I think that's always something that 
in particular, I value being in comment sections or discords or forums or whatever, like having the ability to do a dialogue about post TF, in my opinion, brings it to life so much more than just seeing it in a static uh, piece of art. Like, again, I, I love it. And I like, you know, there's plenty of stories in particular that have a lot of these tropes that I really like. But one of the best things that I've always found is when you can shoot the shit about TF and you can shoot the shift about shit about post TF and get to exchange those ideas because you will get interesting perspectives from other people and you might change your own too because, you know, we all like change. Yeah, or something. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, yeah, post-transformation, it can be a fine and wonderful thing, um, but uh, but more often than not, I don't really get a lot of... uh, I don't really get a lot of interesting uh, interactions with it, mm. so I don't really think about it too much. Or when I do, I guess I don't think about it in the terms that I feel a lot of people seem to want. So it's like, mm-hmm. this is your life now. Plan out the entire life. No, I don't want to do that. I don't fucking care. You know why? Because my mind will go back to, like, they'll change back because I want this to happen again. Um, I'm not really interested in, um, not really terribly interested in thinking about how life is going to change, mostly because I am not interested in that. If mm-hmm. you want to become your, uh, your Sona and think about how your dietary needs are going to change, fine, I get it. Uh, that's your interest. That's not really mine. Um, I can think about that stuff, but I generally don't. Fuck. I mean, I guess the closest thing I think about if I want to draw what I think is a strong parallel is like all the monster girl stuff that's come out like in the past, like, I don't know, five, six years or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, people started to get really creative in like what needs are expressed. So I feel like I've through like indulging in that content, I can look at like the furry stuff too and just be like, Oh yeah, you know, this kind of clothing, uh, that kind of environment, uh, this kind of food, um and these sort of habits mm-hmm. yeah that 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 can be fun too oh but... yeah i i was just gonna say on the clothing front since you mentioned it that kind of sparked it in my mind like with a lot of the anthros tf and like thinking about the post tf for that there are so many different cool designs i have seen for like you know what would like a tail bag look like how would you do the pants like how would you like wear clothing like which pieces of clothing would be like still make sense and which ones wouldn't like you know for example if you turned into like an anthro deer like what the hell are you going to do about shirts like do they all have to be button-ups is there a way i like that stuff too i think there's like some really interesting creativity around that and it doesn't always like it's not always post tf sometimes it's just like oh if you know if anthros existed this is how i would do it but you can read it as post-TF if you really want to, and that's how I yeah. choose to do it, because it makes it more interesting. Yeah, you, 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 can, you can do that. That's, that's why, yeah. that's why <laughs> like, like, I bring up the Monster Girl thing, because I think, like, oh, you know, like, this mermaid. Now, Monster Musume is pretty easy to get into if you want to think about that kind of stuff, because as horny as it is, there's a bunch of things that get thrown in, and it's just like, oh, the mermaid must have must have a pool must have a large body of water to be able to swim in uh they have like mucousy skin so it's just like here's the horny excuse for making them all shiny and slippery yeah you know 
But it's just like they need it. Otherwise, their skin dries out and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, eh, I see what you're doing. But that's it's funny because that particular character does have a giant pool that has to be like retrofitted in this guy's house. And he's just like, oh, my God, this is this is fucked up, man. You know, and then, you know, you got, uh, you know, you got the the horse girl, uh, Centaura, Centauria, not the horse girl, it's Centaur. She fucking... Mm. She has to have special clothing. She wears a big ass skirt like all around like the back of her body and it needs to be made a certain way because she has stuff to cover up. Yeah. Because she can't she, she isn't just treated like a horse. So it's like how does clothing like that work? How do panties work for a, for a Lamia, a snake woman? Mm, they yeah. show you and it is very funny. <laughs> it's essentially a triangle. <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> yeah and they show you the kinds of clothing and they tell you the kind of needs they have and everything like that so you take that thought process and you apply it to this and it, yeah. it is it is just a one-to-one you know uh lovely thing to incorporate if you want to talk about like building up all kinds of stuff yeah so maybe the the big takeaway of this conversation is almost that if you really think about it a lot of things can be reframed as post-TF. It's just kind of a matter of imagination. And sometimes the best way to interact with or think about post-TF is to maybe look at, you know, media and then come up with your own ideas and then find a way to articulate that. Because I think it's, it's always good when we see more creativity. And it can be as simple as like, you know, hey, I, you know, I'm, I saw all this stuff and it made me think about this post-TF thing and I wrote a little Twitter thread about it or something. Even just doing something like that, it can be a really interesting way to engage with the topic of post-TF. And again, I think so much of it just comes from being creative and exchanging ideas with other people in a respectful way. And, uh, you know, really making sure that you get to see, you get to be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. And this is also why I encourage people to, like, actually talk to people who are not into this stuff about Mm. it here and there, you know. You got a friend that, you know, don't approach them with like, don't approach them with like the horny stuff out the gate. Just be like, I like this stuff. Or if you are going to like mention it's like, ah, it's kind of a horny thing for me. Leave it at that and don't get like too specific. I'd like to think that people could talk about like just how cool the very aspect of it is, you Mm -hmm. know, and little things that they really enjoy. You could tell people about that and they will give you some really interesting ideas. Yeah. And 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 I and I tell you, I tell you, you really want to think about like post transformation stuff and how life could be. Look into some of that Monster Girl stuff because you can just take that stuff and be like, oh, so if I was that, this is how I could be. This is what my life could be like. Because, oh my God, they they, they make all kinds because that that whole setting is like really fucking ridiculous. They yeah. got like dragons and drakes and like there's like wyverns and it's like oh there's like all the subsets of like different kinds of like dragon girls but not all Mm -hmm. dragons and some of them can't fly because their wings are too small or they only have like the wing arms and their clothes have to be made a certain way and they have to have a certain kind of blah 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 and there's like different kinds of slimes and the slimes need to have like a water supply and they also get kind of desperate so they kind of start taking water from other places wink wink whenever they really really want it and all this other (laughs) kind of stuff (laughs) and and it can be fun and all you gotta do is look at that and say like huh so like me in that body like oh wait i think there's like i think they do kobolds in a really different way i think they look kind of like 
puppy people or something like that. Oh, interesting. I, I'm gonna hold on because I know I know they did kobolds in Monster Musume. Monster Musume, by the way, I know is like now kind of like starter pack shit. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I was it's starter that. pack for a reason. You know, like it's a good starting point. That's also because, in case I haven't mentioned this before, at least on the podcast, mm-hmm. that they uh the the artist as far as i knew uh went by okayado and i would see the little strips and the first strip i ever saw i'm pretty sure was the lamia strip and uh Mm -hmm. you know was just talking about like oh yeah you know i have this girlfriend and i have to be ready for her and uh you know he's sitting in a room by himself at night and he's like curling a fucking dumbbell and he's like, I have to make sure that I am of like sound mind and and of like as much stamina as I can, you know, build up myself. I have to be ready for her. And she comes to the door. It's just like, hi, darling. You know, right? Like, you know, how are you? And it's like she's fucking huge Lamia. And it's just like because she is a snake, and snakes fuck for hours, and she's huge. And she is very strong and she has to be able to withstand her strength and her desire to go and go and go. And he has to and he has to train hard (laughs) to be able to fuck her adequately. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just great because he's like a little nervous. Like she loves him and there's nothing to be afraid of, but she's just she's just over overwhelming yeah and then by the end of that little strip she does like bruise or break a rib because she just is that powerful wow you know (laughs) and they have and so like oh so if you're a snake person like that if you're a heart the harpy the egg laying thing was very funny because it's like oh you know it's like i have to lay an egg can you help me and it's just like oh okay it does horny little sequence about it and it's like what do you do with the egg after and then you know he's there like frying it up, and they have a little oh, yeah, conversation. You told me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they have a little conversation. It's just like you know, oh, how do you? Uh, don't you feel weird about me like eating these? It's just like yeah, they're not fertilized. It's just not like an abortion or anything. It's just like oh, it's like but but you know, it's, it, it could it be kind of like eating your own sperm? And then he's kind of like I don't want to talk about this yeah. anymore. Don't think about it. Don't think that hard about it. On that yeah. one, I'm going to be like, you can stop the train there. I'm getting off now at the station. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's there's like so <laughs> many things, so many things. And when he's riding the centaur, like a lot of these characters had like their little like proto designs in those tiny yeah. scripts. And, and they're all about just like the little things you have to deal with. When you have uh, somebody who isn't human, I have a mermaid girlfriend, so I always have to meet her underwater. So that means you, you always got to wear like a little bubble over your head, you yeah. know. Like I have a, uh, I have a Dullahan, uh girlfriend. Okay, so the idea of a Dullahan is a headless knight. Oh, so it's like okay. a huge, it's like a huge body of, it's like a huge body of armor with like the cute like girl head. You know, and she could take mm-hmm. it off or whatever. And that leads to like interesting little things where you could like, you know, because the head can be elsewhere. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. All that rant just to say, yes, look outside of these spaces to apply really interesting shit to your own ideas. So mm-hmm. it's like, so if I were to turn into my, into my Sona, I'm like, okay, so, uh, knowing how frogs are, you know, I could just kind of sit there and drink. 
uh, without really actually drinking anything. I would know that mm. everything would be really, really sensitive. I'd have to be careful of touching things like soap. You yeah. know, what if I have to be careful with people touching me? Did you yeah. know that frogs are, that some frogs are really quite delicate and you shouldn't yes. touch them very much? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Things like that. It helps. It, it yeah. helps. And, uh, and, um, and yeah, fun shit like that. Hey, wouldn't it be fun to think of like your turn lens to like a cat sonar or something like that? And just think about like, oh man, you know, I forgot about that other eyelid and that other eyelid is fucked up now and I got something stuck in my eye, but it's like trapped oh behind God, another yes. thing in between here <laughs> and now the fuck it keeps moving every time I blink. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. And, you know, I mean, I, I get to cop out a little bit with my, my Lompak Sona because I can be like, it's fictional. I can do whatever the fuck I want. But there is something to be said about, you know, applying some of those real world tropes from like felines or what have you and like how do you navigate that? I I always find that interesting. Yeah. yeah. And and now I'm just wondering, like, I mean a Lombax gets to what little I seen just kinda gets to be normal quotations. Yeah. I don't really see them doing anything well no, like are they like super powerful? I swear, like it, it looks they they just like smash robots. Yeah, I mean, they they are like short stacks to a degree, but have like a lot of like, you know, raw kind of power. Um, oh, oh, wait a minute. All right. So so here's an idea. So okay. so if you get so if you get to be a Lombax, like you could be kind of like Wolverine. Yes. In the respect that you're like, oh, look, you're so tiny. You try to pick him up and you fucking can't because you weigh like 2.5 times <laughs> the expected weight. Like, why is it like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's just like, do, do you think that I could destroy these things just because I'm like swinging at a little wrench thing? Like, like no, like the wrench is very, very strong. But in order, but, but no matter how strong the weapon, you need to put the power behind it. Yeah, exactly. That, that fucking velocity and momentum has got to come from somewhere and you need to have the force coming from somewhere. So fucking dense motherfucker even if he's short i i i really like that actually i yeah. hadn't really thought about that that's great yeah you could do like a cannonball special that's that's an x-men thing that's a real thing yes. you know the cat yes. you know what yes. the cannonball yes, special is yeah. you do okay yeah. all right <laughs> yeah just just imagine that it's like all right get ready <laughs> just, just like a fucking that. bomb yeah and I mean, the other thing I always think about with the Lombaxes is, is the ears because they are so distinct and unique. And it's like, how does that work? How like they're they're very flexible in the games. And so it's like, how would you navigate having like these very like large but also flexible ears? Like they kind of flop around a little bit. Like how do you avoid like you know sleeping on them and like you know trying to like turn your head and then it's like oh fuck like my head's on there and now my ears getting pulled like. Stuff like that, I do, I do really enjoy as well, and I, I like to think about it because uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's it's not all bad. It's not all bad. Just um, please don't expect people to uh, to be ready to 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 do that kind of shit. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, any closing thoughts before we sign off? This can easily be a lot of fun. I do look forward to like talking about little ideas like that and stuff more in the future but yeah. um just uh yeah um i guess also it's worth considering appreciating the the things that uh people are making in the moment because mm. uh there's stuff to think about there and you know 
then you got artists who do focus on it. I'm glad you can appreciate them, but if you're looking for that from other people, um, and maybe you're not sure if that's a thing for them, I don't know. Try to work with them a little bit. That way, yeah. that way you can get something new and interesting. Yeah. Ask respectfully, basically. Is what Ask respectfully, or, or or you know, try like maybe. Try to start a little conversation. That's it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean yeah. it's going to go anywhere. Not everybody you talk to is going to have a fucking thought in their head about it, but it's, yeah. it's something to just do. No, I agree. And I think just on my end, I think that there's a lot of really interesting ways that you can think about post-TF. We've talked about like some of the ones that we like and don't like here, but above all else, the best way to explore post-TF, in my opinion, is and always will be chatting about it with other people and as you kind of mentioned i think that talking about it with people who aren't necessarily steeped in tf can also yield some really interesting results so if you talk about it with certain people you can get some really cool ideas yeah promise fucking promise you they will tell you something that you wish you thought of yeah yeah it, it's it's there i'm telling you yeah and with that being said you know like share and subscribe Yes. Also, the Patreon. Yes. Uh, Patreon slash TF Tuesday Pod. That's it. Thank you for remembering again because I don't remember <laughs> this shit. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like people to be able to consider uh, all of these things. If you got questions, please uh, use the hashtag uh, TF Tuesday Pod, mm-hmm. and you could use that hashtag and also, um, or just like tweet at tweet at tweet at us. It's all good. Yeah. Feel free to communicate with us. Um and yeah, keep giving us little topics like this so we can so we can just uh, bullshit them. about them. And yeah. maybe just and maybe like steer these uh steer these topics into uh guests. Agreed. And you know, again, we, we take so much inspiration from what people say, so I know there's some we haven't done like a QA portion in, in a few episodes, don't worry, we will cover a lot of the questions that we haven't touched on yet at a future point. So please continue to leave them. And of course, like, you know, if you have interesting thoughts about post TF, leave a comment as well and you know, make it a response. Yep, from we read either them. us or someone else, you know? Yep, so, we read the comments. We, we really, do. really do. We do. All even, right. Even if it turns out to be like tens or hundreds, we will read comments. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I value everyone who takes time to leave comments. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, thank you so much uh, again for uh, chatting with me about this, Libra. I appreciate it. Well, don't worry. Uh, I like doing this. I never asked to be a regular part of this, but you know, here I am, and I'm grateful for it anyway. Yeah, me too. And um, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, We'll be back again next week. But in the meantime, I hope you all stay healthy, get a good night's sleep, because you deserve to treat your body well, and keep an open mind and uh, stay TFE. And we'll see you around next time. Very, very soon. (laughs) Yeah.